everyone. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Runners of Hue podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Ode. Today's guest is Roger Cruz. Like my last few guests, Roger just got into running in the last few years. He mostly played soccer growing up and didn't get into running until about 2017. He ran his first 10K, then completed his first try, and he immediately signed up for Ironman Texas. In addition to running, Roger also trains in jiu-jitsu, which is where he met Sam Robles, and through Sam, met Patrick Presgrove and became involved with Team Catapult. In this episode, we talk through his first half marathon and marathon, which were three months apart, his never-ending training cycle for Ironman Texas, and what he's looking forward to most in 2021. Before we get into it, I would love to know if there is somebody that you want to hear about on the show. Please shoot me an email at runnersofhue at gmail.com with your request. And also make sure you're following along on Instagram and Facebook and join the Runners of Hue Friends Facebook group to keep up with everything that's going on and let me know what you want to know. Links to everything will be in the show notes. So without further ado, I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Roger. Roger, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Why don't we jump right in? Please tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where in the greater Houston area you live. All right. Uh, my name is Roger Cruz. Uh, I'm a barber. At, I work at the Argyle League down in the Montrose area, and I live in the Kingwood area. That's quite the commute. It's not fun some days, but most of the time, it's not too bad. Put on a podcast or something. So definitely helps the time go by. There you go. And so where did you grow up? Uh, actually, born and raised here in Houston. I grew up down in the Pasadena area. And um, I was there up until about six years ago and uh, got married. And me and my wife decided to move up here. And did you play sports when you were growing up? I did. I did. So uh, I never really did a lot of like high school stuff or anything, um, but I did grow up playing soccer, uh, did all the typical like tried baseball, stuff like that. But my main thing was always soccer. And when did you first get into running then? Oh, gosh. So running is fairly recent for me as far as just doing like 10Ks and, you know, half marathons and stuff like that. But I guess because of soccer, I've always ran, but nothing, you know, longer distances. So it's been about, I started running back in 2018, I believe, was my first event. So fairly recent. And I mean, how did you get started? If you, I mean, you played soccer when you were younger, but then, you know, if you weren't doing anything like that, what led you to run? So I, I tried to, I, I did a 10K, which was the Houston uh, Houston Ave 10k back in 2018 I believe um, and that was just kind of on a whim I just wanted to try it see what it was all about I enjoyed it but I didn't really pursue it um, it wasn't until the following year that a friend of mine actually asked me to do the MS 150 with him and that's kind of what sparked the whole running journey for me because I always wanted to try a triathlon that was the main thing that I wanted to try to go for. And I knew I could run a little bit, 
if I tried. And the fact that he asked me to do the MS-150 and get a little bit of cycling under my belt, I was like, okay, well, that's two out of three. So, and then it just kind of naturally progressed from there. I started trying to run a little bit more and, you know, started looking for local events and things like that. And so you did do a try, didn't you, back in, I think, 2019? I did, yeah. So <laughs> I've, uh, I attempted the Sylvan Beach try back in early 2019, uh, similar to Patrick's experience with that one. I got out into the water, was very underprepared for it, uh, got maybe halfway into the swim and just lost it. Couldn't finish it, panicked, uh, had to get jet skied out, and it ended up just being a real bad experience for me. Uh, really bummed me out, but in hindsight, it was actually a good thing for me just because that bad experience really forged me to shoot for a, a different, a bigger goal, which the very next day I actually signed up for uh, the Ironman Texas. Cause I knew that I, you know, in my head, I was like, if this beat me down, I have to, I have to get something done. And I just looked at whatever the local hardest event there was for triathlon. And obviously Ironman was the first thing that popped up. So I just went for it. Well, okay. So then from when you signed up to when the event was, how, like, how much time did you have to train and prepare for that? And what did that look like? Oh gosh. So I'm still currently training for that event. Unfortunately, uh, I feel like I've been training for it for about two years now. Um, shortly after my first failed attempt, um, I signed up for it and it was about a year of me just solid training, good effort. Um, and I was supposed to have it done in 2020, April of 2020. And then as we all know, COVID happened and just shut the whole thing down. So I was about a month out, pretty much ready to go when, you know, COVID happened and just shut everything down. So now then you're, it, it'll be 2022 when you do it. Exactly. Yeah. So I was actually ready to do it again. This past April, I had trained up for it. It was a solid six months of training. Uh, And then, you know, I'm not sure. I'm assuming it was another COVID issue. But yeah, it got postponed again. So I'm I'm hopefully going to have it done in April 2022. I I think it should be back on track by then. (laughs) Um, I mean, the road racing is starting back up again. I think I have seen that they are doing some Ironman competitions again. But so in the meantime, you did run some other races. So it looks like, did you run anything in between that first 10K and when you ran the 2019 Houston half in October? I didn't. Nothing official, you know, no uh, local events or anything like that. It was all just in training. Um, during that time is when I actually met uh, Sam Robles. Uh, he's a striking coach at that great spot that I train at. And, uh, you know, we hit it off. He mentioned that, you know, he was a runner and, you know, I mentioned that I was training for Ironman Texas. So he kind of brought me in, started, you know, walking me through some of, you know, some run training, things like that. And he really got me ready for that 2019 half, which was my first half marathon. 
So in the lead up to your first half, did you, I mean, having never done anything longer than a 10 K race wise, did you follow a training plan? Did you just kind of wing it? <laughs> it was definitely, uh, I mean, I want to say it was somewhat of a training plan, but, uh, it was really all under Sam's guidance in the sense that I was kind of picking his brain, just kind of finding out, you know, how he would train for things. Um, which is really funny because his, his style of training worked really well for just my mentality and my style of training, which is real, no real hard structure. It's just kind of go for it, you know, um, go off the field, whatever feels good that day. Uh, it may not be the best style of training for everyone, but it really sparked my interest as far as running because he helped me hit paces that I had never really hit before. So confidence was, you know, at an all time high physically, I was feeling really good. So we were, we were just kind of moving, you know, just, I was following his guidance and luckily it, it all, it all worked out in the sense that I was able to hit the goal that I had for that race. Uh, and it only made me want to do it more. So in the lead up then, like listening to Sam, I, I personally know kind of what his training looks like. So were you, out there just running every day and I don't mean it to say just but like did you do track workout too was there speed work involved or was it just um great runs yeah so it was um there was some speed stuff in there but it was kind of just sprinkled randomly throughout the week um if it came up in conversation you know it was like hey maybe we should try to do a shorter run you know at a little bit faster pace uh you know, and I would just kind of pick his brain about that. And he would say, yeah, try this and you know, try to hit these paces. And, you know, that's kind of what a track workout looked like for me. It wasn't actually at a track. It was just more speed intervals. Um, but really just, you know, the meat and potatoes of it were just kind of our longer run days. Um, not really focusing on hitting any specific pace, just going off of how we felt. And we knew what the end goal was going to be for the paces that we wanted to hit for the actual half uh so it was just kind of working off of that you know maybe going a little bit above what those paces were going to be and just trying to feel comfortable with them and so what was your goal for that first half uh because it was my first longer distance all i wanted to do was crack the two-hour mark you know everything that i had heard about you know half marathons things like that anyone getting into it that was kind of like the standard right if you can do anything uh, sub two hours you're in you're in an okay spot, right? So I was like, okay, as long as I can do that, you know, and feel halfway decent after I finish, then I'll be happy with it. And I think I ended up doing like 156 or something. Uh, and yeah, I was not feeling that great at the end of it, but overall, I was really happy that just being able to crack the two hour mark. Well, so having run the 10K at that same event prior you you kind of knew what to expect race morning right like you didn't walk into it blind with there being 10,000 people exactly yeah so I mean I, I I picked that event because of the fact that I had done it once before at least you know the, the shorter version so I knew that it was a good vibe there was a lot of people out there there was a ton of crowd support so I knew overall the race itself was going to be fun uh so that that really made me want to do it and then uh, when I was talking to Sam just about some races that I had planned and this was all supposed to be part of my training for Ironman Texas mm -hmm. I mentioned to him that I was going to do it 
And then he mentioned that he would have been, he would probably do it with Patrick as his guide. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the whole introduction to Catapult and Patrick happened. And that was just a completely other experience that's been pretty sweet. But yeah, that race itself, I picked it because I knew that there was going to be a lot of crowd support and it was just going to be a fun one. So then were you running with Sam to pace Patrick at that half? Did you all run? Orig- it did. Yeah. Originally it started off as like, Hey, do you, would you like to be a guide, you know, with, with me and kind of help out Patrick and you just kind of run with them. And up until that point, I hadn't uh, met Pat yet. So I was like, yeah, of course, you know, that sounds awesome. I'd love to do it, you know? And again, it was just kind of at the time, because I didn't know anything about catapult. I just knew that it was going to be part of my training. So I was going to run with people that it was, you know, going to be fun. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it's really grown from there. So what did race day look like for you? So you get there, you, you know, you wake up, you go, um, were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you a little afraid of the distance? A combination of all of that, honestly, Uh, I was definitely nervous, uh, because of the fact that, you know, the the distance definitely scared me. Uh, I wasn't sure you know, what my body was going to feel like at the end of it. I think prior to that, the furthest that we had ran was maybe seven miles. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I knew that I had it, you know, in the bag. Uh, so I was for sure nervous. Uh, race morning was awesome. I, it was a nice cool day. Uh, got there pretty early, a ton of people, like always. Uh, the plan changed once I got there. Um, Patrick, unfortunately, ended up having to do uh, hand cycle uh, he had some issues with his blades uh, so it was just Sam and I um, but yeah I once once that gun went off and we went it was just like all right just close your eyes follow Pat uh, he was he went out first and then uh, just focus on Sam he was guiding me the entire way and so how was the race itself do you remember like did you feel the runners high the whole time? Was, was it like, you know, you, you'd run seven miles to that point. So like, do you remember hitting the wall or like getting to 10 miles and be like, Oh my God, I'm not done yet. Like how was the race? Yeah. The race itself was really, really cool. Um, so I, I remember getting up to the line, just feeling super nervous. Um, mostly because I was supposed to be in B corral. Uh, but you know, uh, Sam was like, dude, no, like just come up here. I know some spots, you know, we can get up here. And that ended up being really good. Cause we didn't have to like try to go around a ton of people. Um, so just once we started, I remember the first like 5k, I was really, really nervous. I was just kind of trying to get into a good groove. Uh, and what helped a lot was, uh, Sam basically saying, don't worry about pay, like looking at your watch or anything like that. Just stay on my hip you know, outpace the entire thing, just focus on moving and, you know, we'll be good to go. Uh, and it was probably right around the 10K mark where I finally eased up, you know, that runner's hike has kind of kicked in uh, and we were just moving. And then once I hit like mile 10, I think that's when I had some really bad shoes on yeah. that were not meant for like half marathons. And yeah, that's where the body ache started to happen and things like that. So the last three miles for sure were a little rough, but overall a fun, fun experience. Well, and so, well, number one, you did, you ran a 156.09 was your official time. But so 
you know, you've just run your first marathon. How did you get to then running the full Houston marathon in January? Uh, again, just, I had already planned on doing it okay. because it was going to be part of my training for Ironman. Uh, you know, all of it was supposed to lead up to that, right? That was the main thing. Uh, so I was like, okay, if I can do a full, you know, in, in January, I should be well on my way to, you know, crushing uh, Ironman Texas. Uh, after doing the half with Sam, I officially met Pat, got to talk to them, uh, learned a little bit about Catapult. And, you know, he asked, he's like, hey, I'm going to need some guides, you know, would you be interested? And I just jumped at the opportunity. I was like, yeah, of course, you know, I was, that seems, seems great. You know, like, hopefully I will don't let you guys down. So like, let's go for it. So in between that half and Houston in January, what was your longest run then in your marathon training? Cause now your longest run to date is the half that you just ran. Mm. And now you have to run double that in three months. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> That's another one of those like kind of rough experiences training with Sam. He, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, going back to the no real structure, we were just kind of going by whatever felt good. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, he's a striking coach at the Gracie Baja that I train at. So our long runs were Sundays. Um, for whatever reason, I got it in my mind that I wanted to go and train jujitsu on Sunday mornings give him some time to finish his striking class. And then we would go and do our long runs right after that. And that it made for some fun times, but really, really brutal training sessions. Uh, there were some hot days. Uh, the longest run that we went on, I think we were shooting for uh, 19 miles is what we were going to do. And we called it at like 17, I believe it was, because we actually didn't start running until like, 130 or something and it was probably somewhere around like the high 80s low 90s really really hot day it was yeah it, and we were we were struggling really really bad but you know that was probably good enough for us to know because we went at a much faster pace than we were actually going to do the marathon so we were like okay we got pretty far into it before our bodies gave up and it seemed to work out. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll pull it off. I think. So now like it's time to run the Houston marathon and you're pacing Patrick. What was the plan? Uh, so prior to the starting, you know, the, the race itself, we had briefly talked with Pat kind of gone over what he wanted to do. Uh, he mentioned, you know, some of his goals as far as time wise and all that. Um, so we knew that we were going to shoot for, you know, a four hour marathon. So we we're going to try to do somewhere around like a nine minute, uh, per mile pace. Mm -hmm. Uh, he also had mentioned that he wasn't sure if he was fully prepared for the marathon, you know, that tw 26 miles. So we were just going to go off of whatever felt good. You know, he, we would make the call halfway through the race or something if we needed to adjust paces and, so, so overall time-wise, we knew what we were shooting for, but yeah, it's, it's a whole different story once you actually start running and you actually see how you feel. Well, and I think Patrick himself has said multiple times, he went into that marathon having trained for a half. Yeah. 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 He, uh, 
he was feeling it for sure. You know, we hit the halfway mark and we crushed the half. Like we felt really good. We hit a good time and everything. But yeah, pretty much as soon as we hit uh, that 13 mile mark, it was like, ooh, man, we, we, we felt it for sure. Paces really started to drop off a little bit. And at that point, it was just like, okay, we just need to cross the finish line. Let's just, let's just keep moving as best we can. And so you finish. We did. Your first marathon. <laughs> yeah. What, what was recovery like for you? Like you crossed the finish line and the race is over. Number one, how did your legs feel? Were you like, how long did it take you to well, to recover, to be able to start running again, but also just to like get up and walk around. Cause yeah. having never run a marathon, I've heard all ends of the spectrum. Like, Oh, I just kept going. It's no big deal. And like, or I took a nap for six hours and maybe made it to dinner. Yeah. I think that was my experience for sure. It was, uh, as soon as we crossed the finish line, it was rough. I remember it being really cold that day. So we kind of, uh, got off to the side we're waiting for uh, some of the equipment that we needed for patent stuff and it we were just sitting there like oh it was rough I remember my legs just instantly starting to feel really heavy kind of cramping up uh so walking through the finishes shoot and you know getting our medals and stuff like that was pretty rough uh and yeah I remember once I got home we had tried to make plans to go and hang out later that day and as soon as I got home it was out I was just like asleep for hours and I think I woke up for dinner, but I may have slept through the entire night, honestly. Oh man, you didn't make it to dinner that night? No, it was, it was a wrap for me. Um, well, having never raced that actual event, I have been to every, I've been out the night of the marathon every year since I moved to Texas, because that's what you do. Um, so you'll definitely have to make it out to the after. Oh, for sure. And I was definitely upset at myself for not being able to make it. But the way I felt the next day, I was like, well, I'll give myself a little bit of a break. I get it, it beat me up for sure. So was the plan then always to do the Woodlands half or did that just pop up after you finished this marathon? Yeah, yeah it kind of just popped up. Um, uh, Pat mentioned it, you know, uh, he really wanted to shoot for a specific time he wasn't too happy you know with his uh, marathon uh, results so he you know he wanted to come back strong uh I talked it over with sam sam mentioned it to me and yeah i was game i was like okay that's that's cool i hadn't really ran much you know since the marathon so that one i was a little bit more nervous about i wasn't sure if i could keep up with those guys as far as what the pace they wanted to hit uh but I mean, I was there. I was there for it. I was gonna try to hang out as much as I could. So, what was the goal? Uh, so, uh, Pat wanted to shoot for one forty-three, I believe it was, and uh, which is what we ended up hitting. So, well, uh, I can't remember if I looked up your official results, but I definitely mm -hmm. saw it in your Strava, and your Strava mm -hmm. said you ran one thirty-nine. 139 okay and no i think that... 5k pr inside that race <laughs> yeah yeah those guys were pushing man i was just trying to hold on and uh it felt really good uh i could have swore it was a 142 but honestly i'm at this point i'm it's, it's kind of a blur um uh, yeah i mean you're you're you could be off from the official time it just depends mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
not to call him out, but is that the race where you dropped Sam? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. So he was, uh, he was a fellow guide with me for Pat that day as well. And he had already mentioned that he wasn't feeling that great going into the race. So, um, you know, kind of like me, we were both just going in it with high expectations, trying to hold on as much as we could, but each of us knew that one or the other could potentially fall off and, you know, we would just try to hold on as best we could for Pat. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he unfortunately had to take a pee break early on into the race and he had to drop some fast mileage to try to catch up to us. And that was kind of his downfall, unfortunately. That's never good. Never good. And then it, it happened during a pretty hilly section of the course. So it, it just, it wasn't good for him. So were you able to celebrate after that race? We were. I mean, we hung out for a while there. It was awesome. Uh, I mean, I know it was, it was great. Pat was pretty happy. I was super stoked that, one, that I was able to hold on and just kind of cross the finish line with them. But it was just real good to kind of come back from, you know, what he thought wasn't a great marathon run for him mm -hmm. and then just to be able to do that. Right. Well, and I mean, depending on which time is right, the 139 or the 143, I mean, you cut at least 13 minutes off your time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was quite a bit. I do remember that. And I, I just remember being pretty happy about it. Um, some of the paces that we hit that day, you know, were definitely nothing that I had hit before consistently. So it felt really good. It was, it was overall a really, really good run. Well, so now we've come to March of 2020. <laughs> the pandemic hits the world shuts down yep. uh, what if anything i mean i know like now the races are canceled what did that do to your running did you keep training at the same level did you decide there's nothing to train for i'm going to take a break uh pretty much that yeah it hit me pretty hard i was pretty upset you know as far as uh the fact that iron man had gotten canceled you know that had been the main goal for me for well over a year so you know it it was like, okay, well, now what? You know, I, I it initially started as like, okay, well, I can just take a little bit of time off and, you know, hopefully bounce back and continue training, you know, maybe a few weeks later or something. But it really quickly set in like, man, this, who knows when this race could come back and I don't know what I should really work towards. So I honestly just kind of vegged out, just took it easy. It ended up being a really good time as far as um, my job shut down. Uh, and my daughter was only six months at the time. So I got to stay home with her and, you know, kind of watch all those little milestones. So it ended up being really, really good uh, family-wise, not so much running. My running really took a hit. Well, so when did you, I mean, I've seen, and we'll get into it in a minute, but I saw that you did start picking back up with some virtual runs. So when did you start getting back into it? Yeah, so I believe it was probably probably like mid-April I think mid to late April is when oh, I started so took like a month break yeah yeah I mean I wasn't completely off um but even when I did pick it back up it was like real short runs just mm -hmm. kind of sporadic nothing uh real structured uh and it was mostly just because I knew that I couldn't completely stop doing anything um but yeah, it was, it was kind of weird in the beginning because I didn't know necessarily what I was running for. It was mostly just like, okay, I just can't completely stop this. Um, so I try to kind of push myself and 
do a little something. So it sounds like you're like me. Like if I don't have a race that I'm training for, it, it's it's kind of hard to get myself out the door. Oh yes, hundred like percent. Three mile here and there, but if there's nothing on the calendar, like that's basically all you're going to get out of me. Oh yes, I am with you on that. It's if if I don't have something set, it's it's hard for me to get up to some longer mileage because. I'm going to be honest. I mean, they're, they're rough, right? It's, it's kind of tough to get out there. And, I need you know. a reason to run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not just trying to do this in some crazy heat, you know, if I'm not going to hopefully race or something. Well, yeah. April. Now we're starting to get into, I mean, basically April's basically summer here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those temperatures are getting up there for sure. Well, so then how did you get involved with the virtual Seelys half marathon? Uh, so I was pretty fortunate there. Um, basically, just some of the events that I had done, you know, with Pat and Sam, um, you know, luckily I was on those guys' radar. So once that option came up, Pat reached out and said, hey, you know, we were trying to put this event together. Um, you know, would you like to be a part of it? And I was ecstatic. I jumped at the opportunity. I was like, yes, of course. You know, like anything, I'm down. You know, like let's let's give me a reason to try to run. So yeah, that event really came about and was really awesome. Um, not only for what it stood for, uh, but, you know, just how it brought a lot of the running community together. I mean, not that it's not already really tight knit, but just I, I got to meet a lot of people from the running community that I probably wouldn't have met, you know, if it wouldn't have been for some of these races and stuff. Okay. Well, and so, I mean, they held it in August. You did, yeah. Which, I mean, I ran mine, I think, the week after you guys ran yours, because I did it, too. I just, I was living at Austin at the time, and I drove in, mm. like, the next weekend to run it. But what, um, the in the, like, time surrounding the race, what did the buildup look like? Like, what did you do with them? Were you there when they went and were painting the landmarks around town? And I wasn't, so I wasn't a part of that part process. Um, I know Sam uh jay uh those guys they were out there doing it um uh i knew about it you know i just unfortunately because of work and stuff i wasn't able to be out there um but as far as just kind of like getting together we met with uh asher um shout out to asher happy birthday by the way um you know met with some of those guys you know through zoom and you know really kind of got a breakdown of what the event was going to be about um and yeah, it just kind of filled us in and it was, I mean, it was a great experience, honestly. So, I mean, obviously they had mapped out a course. So when you showed up to run that with Pat and everybody else who was there, what, um, what did that day look like? Uh, it was really cool. So, um, it, I honestly, I knew what the course layout was going to be like, but I didn't really know it like the back of my hand. I'm not too, too familiar with a lot of those sections of the, of the city. Um, so I was kind of a tourist, honestly. Like I was just hanging out with those guys, just getting through it. Um, Sam and I were kind of running together because we, neither of us were really ready for a half, honestly. Uh, you know, we were just there to have fun and try to get through the distance. Uh the day itself ended up being pretty hot. You know, we, we try to run as late in the day as possible to try to hopefully, you know, fight off some of the heat. Uh, but it ended up being pretty warm either way. Um, 
but yeah, it was really, really cool. We, we, you know, some of the, um, uh, guys that were running with us had some sp uh, spots set up for nutrition and stuff along the way. Um, so that helped a ton. Um, but yeah, I, the one thing that stands out the most about that day was just how hot it was, even though it was still pretty late. Uh, I think we ended up running or started the run sometime around like 7 30, 8 o'clock or something like that. And it was still so hot. Yeah. I remember, so I ran it that next weekend. I came in and I drugged Sam around the first eight miles because uh, I didn't want to run the whole thing alone. Yep. But we started at six or seven o'clock in the morning. Okay. It was, that was a good call. Like, super gross out yeah yeah I that time a sports bra runner and by the end sam you know <laughs> he left he had to go to work at gb and so uh -huh. left after eight miles and i think by the time i got back to my car i was like i need to take off at least one more leg <laughs> <laughs> it's it's rough i remember it was just so humid too um but i mean hey that's houston right exactly i know i'm i'm looking forward to it this year it's going to be later it'll be at the end of september okay Okay. Yeah, I just started to kind of hear a little bit about, you know, it kind of peeking back out. So I just yeah. met, I just met Asher yesterday. Okay. Okay. Um, and so he's gonna be in touch. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I've uh, heard. Yeah, so, like I'm really looking forward to that event this year. I think they're gonna try and do something special with it here in Houston. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm excited. It was it was it's it's one of those um I guess in the, in the running community, Seaweeds Marathon is like pretty sweet, right? Like, right. I would uh, love once it's back in person, I've tried a couple times to get into it and I've, cause they mm -hmm. do, it's lottery because it's so mm -hmm. popular. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I haven't, I haven't gotten in yet, but yeah. it looks beautiful. And the party they do around it, it's just like mm -hmm. one big party. It reminds me in a completely different way because they're absolutely not the same thing but i used to go and do the nike women's half marathon they used to have this race out it was in san francisco for like seven years and then one uh -huh. year they did it in washington dc and it was a hundred percent geared towards women men could oh, okay. run it, but it was geared towards women and it was just like a party all weekend really uh, and that's what lululemons reminds me of in a different mm -hmm. way because theirs is more like Nike's was cool, but it was just a party. Lulu's is more, I don't want to say holistic, but it's a party, but it's also health and wellness. There's yoga and mm -hmm. all that, like meditation and all that kind of stuff around. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's funny because, yeah, that's Asher. You know, like the few times that I've gotten a chance to meet and talk to him and stuff, it's... Um, yeah, he gives off those like real positive vibes. So he's he's a he has a good fit with Lulu for sure. Absolutely. Well, and so it looks like next up, so still with Lululemon and now partnering with Black Men Run Houston, you did the Freedman's Run. I did. Yeah, that was another really cool race that I got to be a part of. Um, and it's crazy because I've born and raised here in Houston and. I got to see so much of the city and, you know, just learn a lot about those sections of the city that I had no idea about. Mm -hmm. um, that was a really cool experience. Um, I got to meet Terry, uh, Black Men Run Houston, super sweet guy. Um, enjoyed, you know, another great reason to run. So, yeah, it was great. 
why so i mean like you're part of catapult you you're supporting the freedmen's with black men in houston is it important to you to to participate in these races but also make sure you're giving back to the community at the same time and if so why for sure um honestly i think one of the biggest things uh growing up i guess i just wasn't aware wasn't very like knowledgeable about just a lot of issues happening, you know, in the community and uh, just amongst, you know, different groups uh, everywhere. So it's like, not only is it a learning experience for me, but, you know, if it's something that I could learn and then hopefully help, you know, educate others in a way, uh, it, it, that means a lot to me for sure. So, Running is back. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, and I didn't look, so maybe you are, maybe you're not, but I know they announced the Catapult Ambassadors today. Mm-hmm. Um, are you an ambassador again for this year? I'm not. I'm not. And I've been kicking myself all day. Um, it's it's funny because I'm a pretty shy person. I'm some, you know, I'm a really hard introvert. And I remember speaking with Pat about it. And I, you know, just asked him like, you know, what's, what's it about? You know, how, how can I be a part of it? And, you know, officially in my mind, like, you know, be a part of Catapult and help in any way that I can. Uh, And, you know, I didn't think my, my job would really allow for some of the dates that they were really going to require. And, you know, I just kind of felt like, okay, I don't want to take someone's spot who can really, really fully hundred percent commit. Um, So I just, you know, yeah, I just didn't go for it, unfortunately. And when I saw everything being released today, I was like, Oh, that would have been so cool. Well, it's, it's kind of the same for me. I mean, obviously I have a podcast, so I don't really look like an introvert but a thousand percent I am. And mm-hmm. honestly, I just missed the application. I wanted to do it too, but uh, I mean, you're still guiding. Because For sure. That's something pretty big coming up this fall. We do. We do. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm very much involved with catapult as much as I can be. Uh, and yeah, uh, like you mentioned, we do have a big thing that we're working towards. Uh, I am uh fortunately getting to guide Pat again uh this time for Boston so extremely excited for that so do you think you'll maybe follow an actual training plan (laughs) yes yes so this time around I am uh not to say taking a little bit more seriously but yes trying to stick to a little bit more of a structured plan uh I'm working with Dean uh and he's he's really kind of putting stuff together for me, which has been really good because, you know, I feel like, you know, the past few months I've been kind of dealing with little injuries and stuff like that. And uh, his structure as far as work, you know, getting back into training has made a world of difference, you know, being able to still train around some of those injuries. Very cool. So how do you feel about training for a marathon for the first time, like in the heat of the Houston summer? uh it's rough you know it's it's not fun especially you know starting to get into some of those longer distance runs uh but I've, you know it's, it's not the first time I do it we've done some pretty crazy runs you know running with Sam so yeah uh, you know well in the harder the conditions you run in now 
the easier hopefully it will be once you're in Boston. Yes, that is exactly what I keep telling myself when I'm out there like dying. Like, okay, just at least it won't be this bad in Boston. Hopefully it'll be a little bit cooler. Do you have any other races on the calendar right now outside of Boston and Ironman, Texas? Um, I'm signed up for the Houston half. Uh, that one's just going to be kind of rough though because it's pretty shortly after Boston. So <laughs> I don't know how that one's going to feel. Uh, but up until Boston, you know, yeah, nothing really set yet. Uh, I'm probably going to shoot for Cypress uh, Triathlon mm -hmm. um, just to kind of get in there again and get some more races and stuff. But really, yeah, right now the main focus is uh, is Boston for sure. So when you train for a try, and I mean, I follow some people who do. I don't really. More power to you. Three sports is a lot. Um, yeah. what does that look like for you? Like, obviously the bike and the run are fine, but like, where do you swim? Uh, so I'm pretty lucky that almost right across the street from my house, there's a lifetime athletic. Oh. Um, so it's pretty sweet. I can just go over there right after work, you know, get some, they have a lap pool so I can go and get some swimming in there. Uh, open water swimming is a little bit tough right now because since I'm up in the Kingwood area, the only, Open water spots that I really know of are further south and, you know, like Pearland, stuff like that. Um, so those are kind of tricky to get to as far as, you know, just time-wise and stuff. But, yeah, right now it's all been pool swimming and just taking advantage of that lifetime athletic lap pool. Uh, you've mentioned a couple times that you train with Sam at Gracie Baja. When did mm -hmm. you get into that? Uh, so I've been training now for probably was it a little over four years mm -hmm. um and that was another one of those things that was just kind of on a whim um at my job uh my boss there he actually trains jujitsu as well and just kind of talking to him and he started you know mentioning what it was all about and it really piqued my interest um I picked Gracie Baja because at the time my boss was training there so I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'll go and train and, you know, we'll hit it off and it'll be a fun time. Uh, went, loved it, signed up. And then my boss was gone within like a week. So <laughs> I was there by myself. So it ended up being really cool. I've met some great guys there. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Pedro uh, Araujo is our uh, instructor there and he's great. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's It's been tough to train consistently right now, you know, with the main focus being uh, running and stuff, but still try to get in there as much as I can. Do you think that doing that in addition to your running like that kind I mean, it is, there is cardio involved. It's a very, like, it's mm -hmm. very contact, but also cardio sport. Do you think that that helps your running? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just because honestly, like after a hard training session there and you know, the, my heart rate won't spike anywhere near as high you know on a run the way it does you know at a like I said a hard training session at jiu-jitsu um it's it's a lot more you know easier paces I guess but yeah it definitely helps for sure um one of the other things I always Instagram stalk the people that I'm interviewing so I noticed that you also do a lot of um weightlifting but like some pretty heavy weight mm -hmm. so do you think that that i mean a lot of times when you see runners lifting 
with the exception of now Ryan Hall, who's enormous, uh, it's not that heavyweight. So do you think that that helps too? Or Yeah. So um, I was always under the belief that, you know, like it's probably better to be a little bit lighter. So maybe I shouldn't be lifting such heavy weights. Uh, but recently I've come across a bunch of, you know, uh, high level athletes that are not your typical, you know, marathon runners, you know, pretty heavy set guys, mm-hmm. you know, muscular builds, things like that. So it's not out of the realm of, you know, possibility to be able to run some really fast paces, being a little bit more muscular and stuff. And, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed weightlifting. I used to do a ton of CrossFit. That was like my main thing for a long time. Uh, and then I started to ease into, you know, other things, jujitsu, stuff like that. But yeah, weightlifting is definitely a part of my training. It feels good. It helps with running, just kind of keeps my body a little bit more stable. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I, I'll ever be too big, I guess, where it just doesn't feel comfortable, you know, run. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Switching gears. We're almost done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some fun questions. I think they're fun questions um, that I ask everybody at the end. Where is your favorite place to run in Houston? My favorite place to run in Houston. So it's a little bit outside, but it's near where I live. It's uh, it's actually called Spring Creek. Uh, So I honestly, I'm a little hesitant to mention it on here. (laughs) It's kind of my own little private oasis, but it's a really fun trail. It runs from uh, 59 North. Um, just past 1960 uh, and you can actually do a straight just over 20 miles because it goes almost past spring off of 45 so there and back you can do a solid 40 um, and it's it's a fun trail it's very scenic is it, it runs along trail or is it dirt it's paved yeah it's paved and it's a really wide trail oh. so there's a ton of cyclists that go there you know, um, it's really fun because it has some good elevation change. Um, you know, obviously, not, it's, we're still in Houston, so it's nothing crazy, but it's still a good little change of, you know, pace. Uh, Terry's actually come out and run with me there. He enjoyed it. So, you know, he'll vouch. It's a, it's a fun trail. I might need to try it. When I lived in, in, I mean, Houston is decent, but, well, number one, so, I mean, today on my run, a lot of times during the week when I run after work, cause I have to run after work. Like I leave my apartment and I run through midtown into downtown out to the bayou. Mm-hmm. The number of times now on my way back, I'm on a one way street and I'm facing traffic. The number Man. of times I almost get hit by a car is plus or minus five oh, every no. single time because they're looking right when I'm mm. coming from the left and yeah, when I lived in Indianapolis, there was this place called the Monon Trail, and it was very similar. You never, there were no traffic lights. I mean, it legit, there were bridges over any roads that you needed to cross, and mm-hmm. I could get in a solid 15 miles out there, and it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and it's, there's crack. something to be said about just a straight shot, no interruption, just going for it. Um, it's, I mean, considering we're in Houston, so it's still pretty scenic where you, it runs along the San Jacinto River, ton of trees all over. Uh, yeah, it's a fun, fun trail. Yeah. Oh, I'm coming. Yeah, you need to check it out for sure. The only thing to really watch out there uh, for there is um, a lot of uh, group rides happen there. So there's a ton of cyclists, okay. but it's a pretty wide trail. So even though, you know, there's 
a big group of them, they can see you from pretty good distance and they give you plenty of space. So it's never anything dangerous. Okay. Um, thinking back to all of your runs and this doesn't have to be a race. What is your best running memory? Man, there's, there's so many, but honestly, for me, I'd say it was the Woodlands half. Um, that was a really, really good, like fun experience. Um, because I remember being pretty nervous and kind of scared going into it. Uh, and just everything clicked that day. Everything felt really good. Um, you know, we were just moving as one and it felt really, really good. And then crossing the finish line with Pat, it felt awesome. You know, uh, it felt good to hit the goal that we were, you know, we set out to do. So it was a good experience. Have you ever had anything crazy happen to you on a run? I mean, nothing crazy, like being chased by anyone or anything like that. Uh, I guess for me, the craziest thing would be some of the long runs that I would do with Sam, uh, like damn near passing out, you know, very underhydrated and just poor planning on our part. That was probably the worst you know, um, that I could think of. But, you know, like he likes to say, the motto is, fuck it, you know, just kind of go for it. So just words to live by. Okay. Um, if you could run with anyone, living or dead, for any distance, who would it be and how far would you go? Man, could it be a movie character? It can, be, yes. This is not, it doesn't need to be real life. Forrest Gump. I would run with Forrest Gump. That dude's amazing. Would you run all the way across the country with Forrest Gump? How far would you I would go? try. I would try. If I could hang on, I would go for it. You know, like he just felt like running. He just wanted to go for it. So let's see. Let's see what, what kind of stories he could tell. So, um, you know, you've been running a few years now. You've done a half marathon. You've done a marathon. You're training for an Ironman. Are there any, is there anything right now is there anything else you think that you are looking at doing or do you just want to focus on what you're doing right now or like do you ever see yourself running an ultra or something like that i mean i've definitely thought about it um right now it seems way out of the realm of possibility mostly because i want to just focus on what i'm doing right now i don't want to you know daydream too much and you know lose focus of what's going on but yeah i'm sure at some point that it's going to hit and I'm just going to try and do something. I, I think trail running would probably be the next thing that I would give a shot. Mm -hmm. um, that seems like a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, I don't think I'd want to go more than 26. That, that seems kind of rough. Well, I mean, every time I keep saying this, I don't know who to probably everybody I talk to, like when I cross the finish line at a half marathon, because that's the furthest I've ever raced. I really cannot imagine doing that again right that second yeah to be able to run a sure. oh yeah that's that's a hundred percent yeah it's never really one of those things where as soon as you cross the line you're like oh man i can't wait to do that again it's like okay let's revisit this in a couple months and see where we're at do you have any bucket list races that you want to do oh yeah so i'm very fortunate to be able to hopefully cross one off already um you know, in October, Boston was definitely up there. Uh, New York is uh, another big one for me. Uh, 
I've been in New York a few times. I loved it. Um, I was actually in New York City once when the New York City Marathon was happening, but I wasn't that deep into running yet. So I didn't even think about going and checking it out and, you know, getting some of the experience. So I'm always kind of upset at myself about that. But yeah, that's that's another big one for me. I've been to New York, obviously never run it, but I've been to that race. I worked it once with NBC and I worked it once when I worked for Houston. And mm. it's, it's I'm, I've run the New York City half. Okay. Just running New York in general. I mean, it's, it's such a different experience, especially if you're from Houston. Yeah. Um, yeah. But their races, they put on some amazing races. Oh man. Yeah. I could imagine, you know, just seeing the crowd participation and stuff like that. It's, I can imagine it being pretty nuts. So we've talked about how you got into running and what that's looked like for you. Why do you keep going? Why do you keep running? Why do I keep running? Uh, honestly, like right now for me, since having my daughter, she's the biggest reason why I run. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, I'm a pretty shy person. Um, I held back from doing a lot of things that I wanted to do when I was younger, um, either out of fear, or, you know, like scared to fail or just scared to even attempt it, you know, because of something looking kind of crazy or whatever it is. And I don't want her to experience that at all. Uh, so I take some of these events on as an opportunity to say, like, okay, look, all you have to do is go for it, try it, you know, just do it. Don't be scared. You know, just, just work for it. So that's kind of my hope is that she can see that and say like, Oh yeah. You know, as long as I work for it, give it a shot. It's, it's there. We can. Do it. I love it. Roger. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate you coming on to share your story. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. This was great. Hell blast. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Runners of Hue. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or however you hear podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>